Twilight Saga Fan Podcast, episode number 35. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Twilight Saga Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here yet again with now our final installment of recording From the Car. From the Car. That's right, folks. Uh, we are happy to bring to you episode or chapter, our thoughts, our feelings, our reactions to chapters five and six of Breaking Dawn. And of course, uh, we want to encourage you, if you are used to hearing us in the studio and you like to hear us better that way, I know I like to hear myself better in the studio, uh, we will be back. I'm pretty starting, sure you just like to hear yourself. I do love to hear myself talk. Uh, that I will not lie. Uh, I know that sounds a little arrogant, uh, but you know, hey, no. it just is who I am. It I, just happens to make us some money, so that's okay. It does make us a little money, and I like to hear myself talk. Anyway, well, folks, I'll tell you, um, here we go. We're going to turn it over now to us recording in the car. Have a seat, the back seat. Make sure you are buckled. And we will be back in our next episode recording once again in the studio. Until then, here you go. Before we get into chapters five and six, I think it would be a good thing to let people know that we have captured a second viewing of Eclipse. We did. I'm, I'm so glad we went to see it again. I, I really am. I enjoyed it um, again. Probably not as much as I enjoyed it the first time because I had this fidgety little person on my lap that had to go to the bathroom a couple of times and was dropping popcorn and kicking the person in front of us and, you know, so all kinds of fun enjoyment with, with seeing it with McKenna on my lap. But, um, but I did find myself irritated with some of the flaws the second time around, than, um, more so than I was the, the first time around. I actually found myself nodding off and falling to sleep. I had to nudge you because you were snoring at one point. <laughs> I was tired. I kind of, where did I fall asleep? I, I fell asleep during the Quillute tribe stuff again. <laughs> I don't know what it is about those were, those werewolves, but man, they bore the crud out of me. <laughs> That's funny. They are pretty boring. They, I mean, they just, right. They, I mean, they are. So, yeah. Anyway, went and saw it. I, I'll tell you what. I, my favorite character in the movie is the music. The music is phenomenal. And I think it's so much better this time because now that we have the soundtrack and you guys need to like seriously understand that we've spent like the last three days in the car. <laughs> She's throwing things at me. <laughs> we've spent the... Right? Three days? Yeah. Okay, so we've spent the last... Well, four. Because the drive down on Friday night, and then up into the mountains Saturday, and then all over Pigeon <laughs> yesterday, and then driving home tonight. So we have spent the last four days in the car, either listening to the soundtrack, or listening to the first six ap- chapters of, of Breaking Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually she'll run out of things to throw at me, right? But here comes the pillow. So. <laughs> in case you're 
<laughs> All right. So anyway. So, but now this time around, <laughs> this time around, we knew the music while we were watching the movie. You know, so so when those songs come on, you already know the words, and you're already. Well, don't throw it at me again. Pillowcase. Don't throw it at me again. <laughs> and um, so anyway, we already knew the music and and know the words, and so when it comes on and you can sing the lyrics and it, it's just it's more enjoyable that way. It it was more it was definitely the music was even more enjoyable the the second time around for sure. Now I don't find I didn't find myself really upset overly upset, but I did notice it. Uh, you know, several things. Well. I actually noticed a couple things that were... What is so funny? She just smacked me in the face with her pillowcase. She threw it and it totally like flew right by my cheek. It was kind of funny because I was looking at you and I couldn't see her and my peripheral and it came flying at me anyway. All right. So anyway, what I was going to say, I completely lost. Differences. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to call them flaws. Personally, because I, I still stand by my initial reaction, which was I was totally cool with all the things that they chose to put in the movie and what they chose not to because of timing constraints. Right. I still stand by that. I, I mean, obviously, I, but what I did this time, more so than the first, is I noticed some of the subtle differences. Some of the things that, oh man, it would be really cool to see this, but... I'm not upset that it's not in there because this movie had to, you know, they had to like cut it down. Like, for example, um, uh, I again, I would would have loved to see uh, Alice and you know doing talking about the wedding. Yes. You know, it's like oh, right. you know, I, you're gonna let me or whatever right. and and That's stuff not like a that. Yes, but it will be right. Exactly that. Um, then also there was the whole. Um, the diamond the diamond bracelet okay yeah they didn't really I mean they said the whole you know Edward says don't I deserve some or I need some representation or something but they didn't really explain the whole it's really you know him making it appear to just be a crystal and it's really yeah. a diamond so that so that part was missing um, and then of course what else was there Steph well the things that now, see, the things that bugged me were details that were there, but um, but were wrong. Like, her hand was not spraying. Her hand was broken. Yeah. Okay? Now, I, the second time, I did notice that she actually said, I broke my hand. But then, um, then Carlisle. Carlisle says that it was sprained. Okay. Okay, so, um, yeah, Carlisle, I guess, said it was just sprained. And wrapped it up in one of those, like, what are they called? Ace bandages or whatever, Something right? Like that. Yeah. Something like that. But come the fight, she's supposed to still have that brace on because she talks about the brace and how she flexed her knuckle and, and felt it, you know. And so it, it's it, th little things like that that really aren't a big problem for the movie, but it's just like a little detail that didn't have to be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that I think they did what they did. I mean, I, after after Edward um, killed Victoria, he thought that Bella would be afraid of him. Yeah. Okay. They left that whole part out, and I understand for timing reasons, and they had to you know make it all happen in a certain. But but that's another thing that like he didn't approach her um, cautiously. 
he just walked right walked right up to her and and wrapped her arm up where she cut herself which did she actually cut herself in the book she thought about it but i don't think she actually drew blood i don't know so the only there's only one thing that i know that really is an issue that i, I something that i actually take issue with and that is when edward and bella come up to the school parking lot Edward says, if I asked you to stay in the car, would you? And then Jacob comes up, and he says, jokingly, he just wants to find out if you're still human. Right. That's so totally wrong, because Edward can read his mind. He knows that that's not why he's there. And that's not what he says in the book. It's not, because that was Bella's assumption the night before, when they got home from Florida. That was the assumption that Bella had come to on her own. And so it didn't fit in that moment. But more than that, I mean, I've just accepted that as something, you know, maybe funny that they tried to put in there. More than that, I take issue with um, Bella getting on Jacob's bike and leaving at that moment. Because at that point in the story, Bella would have never done that and Edward never would have let her. And yeah, exactly. And not to mention the fact that it just was plain weird. It, it Right. It was weird and it didn't fit. And the other thing that is, and this is just being, this is just being nitpicky of myself. Edward always positions himself in front of Bella and especially around Jacob. And it wasn't like that. It, because she just walked right up in front and, and stood by Jacob with Edward behind her. And that, that's wrong. And that's one of those just little, minute, nitpicky things that, I, that just irritate me. Yeah. So even, anyway. Even when, um, after the battle and they're waiting for the Volturi, he's standing directly next to her. But, you know, anyway, that, that's just whatever. Well, anyway, I, 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 still, I still enjoyed the movie. Even the second time. I did too. And I, I, I think it's probably, out of, so far, is definitely the best of the three movies. And and I'll probably watch it again when it comes out when we get it for uh, on the DVD. I will too. I, I'm really looking forward to, to watching it at home and just you know taking it in. More than anything, I want to just watch. I want to watch all the bonus features. I know. I can't wait to watch the bonus features. That's gonna be fun. I want to watch it without a laughing freak in front of us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, we we did have a little bit of a hyena in front of us. But anyway, she hey. She laughed at everything. Like, she laughed at things that weren't supposed that to be That weren't funny. funny, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, it was funny. She was funny. All right. So. And if she listens, we love you. Please don't think. <laughs> I, I don't think she's going to listen. So, here's the deal. So, we're, we're going to cover, I know. We're going to cover five and six now. Um, so, yes. really, chapter five, they are. Isle Esme, they're on their way to some undisclosed location. They fly through Houston on to Houston. Houston. Alright, they flew to through Houston to Rio. Rio de Janeiro. And then by boat they went to Isle Esme, which is an island that was a gift from Carlisle to Esme. Right. I love when she she's like, wow, I didn't know his his generosity was inherited, <laughs> or it was a learned trait, you know, that, that it, this, this is something that he has, has learned from Carlisle. You know, Carlisle's very giving, and um, so anyway, I like that. 
but then like her nerves set in and I have to I have to tell you that I love the way that Stephanie handled this because as I don't I mean she she has said before she feels very inexperienced that blah 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 but the way that she describes that that feeling leading up to what will be her wedding night was just I thought spot on yeah I I really did I I enjoyed that you know needing the hot shower to calm down only to realize that it really didn't calm her down at all um the desire to shave her legs again although I'm sure she had just shaved them the day before for the wedding right and so I mean just those little things that was that was fun to you know this wasn't something that was just well it wasn't just meaningless sex to her right it was something much more and I, I love the nervousness that, that she had building up to that moment. Right. And of course, waiting until marriage is one of my favorite things about the Twilight series so far is that, you know, they, they carried out that part of the story beautifully. So I thought that that was done well. Obviously, things weren't, weren't quite as they had hoped. And there was a little <laughs> bit of drama afterwards and pillow feathers and all kinds of stuff everywhere bruises blah 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 um here's the i really um what was i gonna say about i was gonna say something else along the whole lines of waiting till marriage i've totally lost it now it okay it's gone but hopefully it'll come back to me so um yeah he's really really hard on himself well, it's not only that, but, I mean, to the point where I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, what, why is he so angry? And I'll tell you, Stephanie Meyer has a great way of really building some anticipation of what's going on now. It's like, wait, she didn't do anything wrong. What, what's going on? And it's right. like, so, so now we know. I totally know what I was going to say. There's been a lot of, of talk and... Um, online about how they're going to do this last book you know how will they make this into a movie can it still be rated pg you know um 13 as a movie and blah 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 blah. i hope it is and all relating it to the sex it's all dot 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 it's all left up to the imagination now if a movie maker was smart they'd make it that same way because i think that that is a beautiful way to make it. You don't have to have everything up in front of your face. Well, even so far in the story, it hasn't been in front of your face. Well, it's and that's just what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what I think that if they were true to the story, that's the way that they would make the movie. Right. And I think that that is beautiful because, you know, my I can let my daughter read about the nervousness of your first time with your husband. And talk about that without her reading explicit details of what took place. Right. You know? And um, so I, I, I love the way that, that she handled it. And I really would say that it should be written in movie form exactly that way. I hope I hope that they do that. So anyway, that's it. All right. So then, then we move into Chapter 6, Distractions. Obviously... She wants to continue her celebration of their new uh, wedding bliss. Duh! I mean... But he obviously 
is afraid uh, that you know that's too he's, dangerous, and so therefore, he says, you know, I'm not. We're not going to do this again until you, you know until we've transformed you into a changed. until you're changed. And uh, basically, now she's like, wait a second, I, I kind of like this. Right. I, I I'm really I'm really liking this part of being human, and so I want to be human a little longer. Let's make a deal because <laughs> it worked so well for us the first time. Right. And so I, lo- I love his one line. It's like, man, if I, if I would have known, it would have just taken that. <laughs> yeah. Really, sex was the key all along. If I'd only known, right? Yeah. But um, so she, she wants, and he, he, no, I will not make any more deals with you. I, I will not make any deals with you. And you know, they talk about the dreams. She's having these dreams, which. Go ahead. Cliff now thinks that Bella's special gift or Bella's vampire power will be dreams. Yeah, she's going to have some... I think that she's obviously had these dreams. Uh, and so far, every time she's had dreams, there, there's... It's been tied to something in the future. And, and so I'm seeing a recurring theme happening here. And she's having dreams about these babies. And I'm thinking that Bella's got baby. Bella's going to have a baby. And so I'm sitting here thinking, okay, she's going to have a half-human, half-vampire baby, and somehow it's going to be responsible for killing all of her loved ones and friends. But do you realize how ridiculous you sound? (laughs) Hello. (laughs) What if I told you three years ago that there's this story about this girl who marries a vampire, blah, 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 blah. Right. So I get it, but... Anyway, Cliff is coming to his conclusions based upon, you know, Bella's having these dreams. And I love when he tells her, you're sleeping like the dead. (laughs) Because very soon she will be unable to sleep and, you know, anyway, living dead. But, um... What was I going to say? Well, then the cleaning crew shows up. Well, no, then she has... She wakes from this dream, sobbing. Oh, yeah, and they have more sex. And then the cleaning crew shows up. (laughs) The cleaning crew shows up. And this woman... um, What did she say her name was? Cora. Cora. Thank you, Megan. Um, I listened. I know you did. And so Cora shows up, and they have... She is um, from an Indian culture, and they have their own legends... And so she suspects what he is and why he has Bella there, and um, and is very nervous for Bella. Yeah. And then they leave and they have more sex. Well, there you go, my friends. Because practice makes perfect. Anyway, do, do they eventually get off of this theme? Because I, of what? Off of sex. <laughs> yes. Good. All right. I, it's just like you know. All right, it is what it is. But let's. I want to. I want to. Well, I want to get to the point where Bella and her half human, half vampire or vampire child battle out against the Volturi and Jane. <laughs> right, Jane. So well, right. Jane versus Jane versus Bella so and her think, child. You think that the end of the book. Is the Volturi going to come Bella? to try to take her child away? And Jacob's going to save them all. Is that what you think? Yes, but he's going to die. <laughs> yes. Finally. <laughs> okay, I really can't answer you. You know that. So I can just laugh. Yes, you because... know she knows everything. All right. So this is going to be the end of this uh, review of chapters 5 and 6 and our second viewing of Eclipse, and we will now uh, end 
here just by saying until next time everybody join, join the, the community, community.